Hello and welcome to India Career Center, the one-stop podcast for students, professionals, parents and guardians. In every episode, we will try to deal with a current topic that needs expert advice related to career, career guidance and career mentoring. Please welcome your host Dr. S.P. Mishra to the show and happy listening. Hello and welcome to India Career Center, India's one-stop podcast for career guidance. Today in our episode, we are going to talk about entrepreneurship and how it is so important for India. In the past episode, we have spoken of the concept of India's demographic dividend. It means that India will remain young nation compared to many developed countries across Europe, America, and some part of Asia as well as Australian continent. It is estimated India will have this phase of demographic dividend until 2050-2060. So also there are data available about specific age groups. Children born between 1997 and 2011 form little over 36 crore in population and most of whom are either in school, college or have just started professional career. This cohort formed the large part of demographic dividend for India. Technology, automation, digitization are rapidly influencing the world of work. It is estimated by many reputed consulting firms. Most of the repetitive and predictable jobs will be automated, which we are already seeing some of it happening across some of the sectors. And this space will only increase further. The experts and futurists predict in future, the world of work will be based on skill and not roles anymore. Traditional jobs will significantly transform into professional contracts. So most of our young cohort who are born between 1997 and 2011, and of course, uh, beyond that as well, will be part of this uh, new concept of professionals with special skills or unique skills and will be working as global professionals in their domains. Now coming to entrepreneurship as a concept, this is not new for India. Even today, 90% of our workers are working in the informal sector and producing about 50% of India's GDP. There's also another data, which is a combination of ILO's data as well as the data from government of India. As per that, about the formal working has about 9.7% only, which is about 47.5 million people. So a concept of entrepreneurship as such in India is not new, but what is now required is possibly to take this concept of entrepreneurship to the next level and make it scalable and with a vision of being global entrepreneurs, not just the regional or small entrepreneurship. So to discuss uh, this, we have got our guest today, Mr. Sandeep Mendiratha, who has got over 21 years of uh, industry experience. He has worked with many professional and uh, multinational companies, including JCB, where, which was his last assignment Mid of last year, he released his first book, which is Art to Start. 
and what i like about sandeep's new initiative is that he has started conducting lot of workshops for young children and trying to really sensitize them about this concept of entrepreneurship which i think is uh, amongst the 21st century new skills i think entrepreneurship is one of the key skills which every young children have to be exposed to because as as i see i think by 2030 and beyond the concept of formal work will be over actually it will be more of a skill based contracts and young people who are in their schools and and early college or early career of professional life will eventually have to take up uh, professional contracts and multiple number of them at a, at the same time so which means that they will have to understand how to manage contracts how to manage time and how to understand the concept of entrepreneurship sandeep welcome to our uh, podcast uh, and we are so glad to have you here uh, to talk uh, to our viewers and listeners thank you thank you dr mishra thanks a lot for calling me here yeah so to start with sandeep if you can tell our viewers and listeners about your early life and your early career stage of of your life where you have you know after having spent about 21 years in the formal industry you have decided to move on and and do something on your own i mean in true sense you are also the entrepreneur with a global scale in mind so thank you again dr mishra i have a overall experience of 21 years and after engineering i started as a r&d engineer research and development engineer worked with various multinational companies like lg electronics class to name a few after that i got an opportunity to work with deloitte deloitte consulting and where i had got developed this flavor of working with entrepreneurs or working with the with top top designated people right and from there it gave me a lot of a lot of thrust in terms of getting into getting into the strategies getting what goes behind making those strategies so that was a turning point for me i would say and after that i got an opportunity to lead strategy planning with jcb as you already shared so it's all about moving from r and d to operations then to strategy so in and all that was all about my career and between these i did my dual mba with imt gaziabad in operations and marketing as well so that was all about my career if i could summarize it and there were a lot of projects which i did which actually made me think about entrepreneurship not as not as a job but more as a passion so it instill in me that uh, mindset of an entrepreneur 10 or 12 years back from now when i was with deloitte yeah and uh, when did you th- start thinking about the book the the one which you released uh, last year okay this book i started writing 8 uh, years back it took me 8 years to write this book it all started with when i did my black belt in lean six sigma from american society of quality and then after that i did mbb master black belt from indian statistical institute new delhi and after that i thought let's let's write down my thoughts in a summarized manner on lean and six sigma so that i don't forget it it's it was sort of a diary i wanted to write for myself so that i could 
refer it back in the future. So when I started writing, I developed a flavor of writing. I loved writing when I started writing that. So it was initially from that perspective. So when I wrote it, so I thought let's get, get it published in the form of a book so that it could help other people as well. But at that point in time, I thought it's a pure technical book. So there will be there are a lot of lot of writers who have written much better than me on that topic. So what is the value that I would be adding to the audience? Nothing. So at that point in time, I started thinking, let's write something which can actually add some value to the readers, to the listeners. Then I refined the book. I started refining the book. From Six Sigma, I made it much more lighter towards lean and it was sort of a, a little bit stories. Then eventually when, when my passion towards entrepreneurship was building at that point in time, so my book flavor got automatically shifted towards entrepreneurship. So actually I ended up writing a book on entrepreneurship, what goes behind the mind of an entrepreneur, how to think in a solution form so that you develop a solution for a problem and how you get that implemented. So what goes behind the brain, right? So that was the whole concept and it moved like a story from chapter to chapter. And every chapter has its own takeaways in a summarized manner. So eventually after eight years, when I completed it, it was like starting with an idea and how you actually get it implemented. So all those chapters were linked in a manner like a person who doesn't know anything about entrepreneurship, what he should be thinking about, what he should be doing, very small, small steps so that he can generate an idea and take it to the next level of execution. So that was the whole concept about it. And I would also like to tell until last year, I would say uh, probably 18 months back, I was able to finish that book. And I was not able to finish the last chapter. At that point in time, my father like scolded me, hey, it's been years and years, you have been writing something and you're not getting it published. What are you doing? I said, okay, I'll get this done, this last chapter left and I kept on pushing it because I wasn't too confident about writing a book. I didn't have that thing in my mind. Okay, I've written it, let's get it published because I was scared of it, what people will say, right? And then my father left us. And that was a sort of a huge setback for me, huge, in fact, a turning point in my life. And after some time I realized he wanted me to publish this book. So I got the last chapter finished, arranged all the chapters, did everything, then finally got it published. And it eventually got an amazing response and it's available at Amazon. So that was the whole thing about the book. Okay. And so basically this book is written for any specific age group in mind, or this can be read by anybody. Okay. This is a nonfiction type of a book moves like a story from one chapter to another, and it moves in a manner so that you are able to develop an idea and take it to the execution level. It is written in a very simple, plain English. Anyone can read this book. He can, that person can be a student or can be a professional as well. So the objective of writing this book is to give people a platform where they can have a structured process 
if they want to be an entrepreneur or they want to develop an entrepreneur mindset to perform their jobs effectively, what they should be doing. So it gives them a structure process, how to do this. So it can be uh, read by, it can be useful for a student and for a working professional both as well. So r to start was just a platform where I structured this process in a very sequential manner. And after this, after I wrote this book, r to start I thought, let's, let's take a call. Why not to walk the talk? So this book was sort of a pivotal point in my career, which led me to move from or transition from a, a working professional space to a space of entrepreneurship. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, also you're taking it step forward in terms of uh, really passing this knowledge back to the younger people. You've been conducting a lot of workshops, seminars. Uh, I know you're doing some webinars as well. Would you like to tell us, uh, tell our viewers sure. and listeners a little sure. more about this? So uh, when I left my job, so it was more on, I would be doing something in the, in the skill space right in the solution mindset space so entrepreneur mindset is just not for entrepreneurs it is equally important for the working professionals as well because nowadays nowadays organization do not look just for professional qualifications but for the people who are actually problem solvers so with that thought process in mind after i left my job i started a company i founded a company which was purely, which is currently purely focused on trainings on uh, for corporate world. So that was one part of it. Like I need to spread this knowledge of art to start across. And I thought who would be better than the students at that age group? Because if you see our education system, the financial prudence, the financial knowledge or the entrepreneur mindset, these are the two aspects which I think are not given due importance until class 12. So I thought, let's, let's do this with the students. And I did a lot of workshop exercises with the students on entrepreneur mindset. It was not an entrepreneurship. It was just to develop an entrepreneur mindset. I started with that piece. And you won't believe there was so much, so much curiosity among the students. It was much more, much more than the professionals. And this was the time, if you could remember that Shark Tank serial was also going on on television. So that resonated with everything which I was teaching. And the student was, uh, people and the students were much more curious to take it forward. So what after entrepreneurial mindset, how to take it forward. So then I developed a computer. I have a three months module of uh, entrepreneurship which is broken down like the first module is the launch pad where I teach on entrepreneur mindset. So entrepreneurship is nothing like it's about exploring yourself and your idea is actually your medium of expression. So when you explore yourself, so that's about the launch pad. Then the second module is ideation. In ideation, we take the idea to the execution level and third is the incubator. So these are the three modules I run. And uh, the, uh, the timeline is three to four months. And it is, these are purely based on like live workshops, one-to-one personal handholding. So this is the basic concept of it. Yeah. Fantastic. 
and you continue to of course also conduct the the professional training programs as well on the art to start theme exactly our professional training programs are also conducted on the same lines are based on engaging stories fun tasks quizzes because students connect much better with stories and they they are able to learn faster so the entire 3 months module is broken down into seven sections so if you want i can explain that to the audience yeah why not please explain that okay the seven step process of entrepreneurship which i explained to students was like the first section is about idea how you generate an idea and for generating an idea the important part is the out of the box thinking so how you think think out of the box so there is a way there is a process where, where by which we can design our mind to think out of the box just dr mishra to give you an example how we use our words our language actually instills out of the box thinking itself by itself into our minds to give you an example i'll use two words the first word is but i'll give you an example like i love to play badminton but my backhand stroke is weak i love to ride a bicycle but i am afraid of falling down so whenever you use a word but it always follows a restriction yeah like i want to play uh, badminton but my backhand stroke is weak so that stops me so whatever comes after but is something which stops you that is a box so when you replace this word but with the word and a n d and it will give you opportunities so we'll put and in the same example i love to play badminton and i need to hire a coach so that i can practice more on my backhand strokes yeah. i love to play badminton and i need to practice that with my friends in the morning similarly for bicycle like i love to ride bicycle and i need to get the support wheels on so that i don't fell down i love to ride bicycle and i need to take the help of my father so that he supports me and i don't fell down so whenever i use the word and it gives me a plethora of opportunities so that's where we start out of the box thinking if we use and in place of but automatically we will ourselves give us new opportunities to think out of the box so this is the most simplest way how you can think out of the box so why i am sharing this example with you is our stories our we don't use too complicated frameworks but we convert those complicated frameworks into easy to understand stories for our students right and this is the reason why students get excited get connected with us so that's the whole concept so whenever you use the word but it will give you a box and mm-hmm. you use the word and it will give you a plethora of opportunities right so that's so the first thing is out of the box thinking as i was sharing with you and we have got seven secrets how you can think out of the box and the first one is the power of words which i shared with you so similarly there are six other things so we'll not go into that detail otherwise this will go on for 3 hours yeah i know right. i understand yeah so the first step is how you can think out of the box which is like after this 
out of the box thinking you would be able to understand how you can generate a solution to a problem right and the second is the inner calling it is like players versus spectators i need to be player of my life rather than a spectator yes i need to design how i need to run my life what is my inner calling so i need to identify that a lot of people in the middle of the career think yeah i am doing this but i wanted to be this so you don't want to get into that situation at the mid path of your career so that's the whole concept of the inner calling and we use ikigai for this it is a japanese tool by which you can actually get uh, what exactly you want to work on so if you could remember a quote by mark twain he said there are two important days in your life yeah absolutely that day when you were born and the day you find out why why yeah. that why part ikigai answers this why part that's the inner calling so in our first uh, session of ideation we cover these aspects out of the box thinking inner calling ikigai so that's the first module whereby we rewire redesign our brain to think out of the box and start thinking ideas and solutions then the second session is or the second module is conviction how you can develop conviction on your idea idea is the most important thing in the entire entrepreneur journey but one thing which is much more important than idea is the conviction behind an idea you may be having a million dollar idea or a billion dollar idea but if you are not convinced you can't take it to any level yeah. so how you develop conviction how you test your idea how you find a problem solution fit so that's the second phase where we say like test fast fail fast and adjust fast in mm-hmm. case you have an idea you need to test it fast and don't be afraid of failures if you are failing fail fast and yeah. adjust your solution fast right so that you save on the time so that's the whole concept and when you test it test your idea don't test it with your family and friends because you are bound to get biased opinions always test your idea with the actual audience that is why it is said warriors are tested on the battleground not in the lab so we need to test our ideas with the actual customers so that will give you very strong conviction so that's the second module conviction then the third module which we work on with the students is value proposition so what is the value you are giving to your customer is it a functional value social or an emotional value is it just a product which anyone uh, wants to have and it just satisfy the basic need or something a social which increases the social stature or an emotional so it's a complete module which is totally based on stories and students go through this and after this they are able to position their ideas in a in a way which makes them much more appealing to their customers giving more value to their customers so this is the third module then the fourth is differentiation how you can be different from your competitors so value uh, proposition was with respect to customers differentiation is with respect to which is more internal yeah uh, yeah exactly more internal is value external is differentiation yeah so that's the fourth module after that we we teach uh, business modeling how you run and make profit out of a business then about the team do you need a co-founder do you need to hire someone do you need to freelance it 
that entirely depends upon the control you want to have and expertise you have. Then the final is the funding part of it, the pitch deck, how you reach out to investors. So these are the seven modules, very exclusive modules, different modules. And you learn from like uh, having an idea in place and going uh, to the level of execution. So it's entirely a solution mindset game. It starts with a solution mindset, ideation, and taking it to the execution and up till the funding stage as well. So these, these are the seven seven stages. Yeah. Fantastic. Sandeep, you know, while the young people will be obviously very receptive, as you rightly said, the curiosity is much higher and things like that. What I foresee is that, you know, most of the children who come to your workshop, I think, the starting point is to get their parents to know about this these concepts. I think, uh, unfortunately, most of the people uh, are. I mean, at least in our in our known circle or social circle, or most of them are part of the formal working life, and for they are like hardwired. Okay, so our kid has to do so and so education and. And then get into the top digital company or the tech company and, and make a life out of it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the way future of work is panning out, those concepts are going to be rapidly changing. And I think the first and foremost segment of customers for you is probably the parents. I think they have to be sensitized about how things are changing. And... Uh, uh, this concept has to start from home. If we are not able to encourage our children to, you rightly said, if you have to fail, fail fast so that you can take up something which is uh, which is the next best idea to take up. So what do you think? I mean, how, how are you planning to address this gap? While there is a good receptors in the younger generation, the challenge could be the ones which are uh, the parents. Dr. Mishra, the thing is all about awareness. So uh, the parents are themselves, they have gone through this pain of COVID where we all have been working from home. And as you rightly said in the starting, future is not about the secured jobs. It's more about the projects, the freelancing things, the projects. So you would be hired not on the basis of your just professional qualification, but the skill which you bring onto the table as a problem solver. So I'm conducting a lot of workshops with the parents as well. I'm giving a lot of videos to them, sending a lot of uh, information to them. Uh, They have been studies, research studies, like one by Dell, which was published in LinkedIn as well, which said 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not been invented yet. That means if I, for example, want to be X professional, by the time I become that professional, that thing may not be relevant in the times to come, right? So that is an awareness, which is very important for the parents to understand. So that is the point which I share with them. So entrepreneur mindset, I'm not making them entrepreneurs what I'm giving them is entrepreneur mindset, which can be utilized if they want to be an entrepreneur, which can also be utilized if if the kid wants to be a working professional, right? So that is the whole concept. And once this skill is there and they need to understand that this is an essential skill, this is not something which is like if they had done this program, 
then they would be entrepreneurs. No, this is an essential skill. Just like communication is an essential skill to have. This is an essential skill and will be a very crucial skill in the times to come in the future, based on which a lot of hirings would be done and a lot of projects and freelancing work, which they can win. Then my second point is, I also use a lot of examples with the parents. Like I have a couple of my students, you won't believe one of them is in class eight. Her name is Khushi. She is so much into a cellular structure. She loves reading biology. She loves okay. this subject. And she told me like, she wants to develop something which can stop the problem of hair fall. Okay. And she did a lot of uh, research into it. She studied cellular structure and she had also promised herself, like whatever product she develops will be totally Ayurvedic, will be totally herbal or natural or Ayurvedic, not uh, having any chemicals. And she has actually developed a prototype of that product. She is in just class eight. Fantastic. So see, see the level of entrepreneur mindset. And this gives me a lot of confidence and a lot of hope for our younger generation. Absolutely. Because they are able to see a problem and they are able to find a relevant solution within themselves, within the, within the things that is available to them. Can you imagine what would be the resources available to a class 8 girl? And she is able to develop that thing with resources she already has available in a local market. And now she is talking about how she would position it, who would be her customers, what would be the price point. So I'm teaching her all on that. Similarly, second student, she's, she, had a, uh, she was a bit confused when she joined because she loved arts and uh, she loved dancing, painting, singing. So finally, her inner calling, we did a workshop on inner calling, the Ikigai. And she was able to finalize on developing acrylic paintings okay. and adding some value to it. There were certain things attached to acrylic painting, which I cannot disclose now yeah, because okay. she is already developing a prototype of it. So she is into that stage and she sent me some pictures. Those were amazing. Amazing. That's an entirely new field that has opened up. Absolutely. And her customers, and I asked her, what is your objective? Why are you creating such paintings? What is your inner calling? She said, after looking at my painting, people should feel happy. Very simple. So she she's said, trying to basically address the emotion, uh, emotion emotional uh, requirement. Exactly. And she said, what would be your ideal audience? She said, if my painting is at the office, it should spread positivity all around, happiness all around. There should be no stress. And similarly, it can be placed in the home. So her concept is very clear. Her objective Fantastic. is clear that her painting should spread happiness and positivity all around. So these are my two students. Like those have actually developed their prototypes. My other students are in the process of developing. So these are budding entrepreneurs. And there are other students who are like, who are not developing anything, but they are excelling a lot in their studies because entrepreneurial mindset helps you to focus and concentrate on your inner calling. Yeah. It improves your focus and concentration and hence your academic performance as an output increases, but that is not our objective, but actually it increases. So uh, these are few examples and I have four more examples pertaining to technology. 
Okay. So I share these examples with the parents, and it is not about pushing someone towards entrepreneurship. It is about entrepreneur mindset, the mindset which helps them take a call. So these are the two aspects I wanted to share when I connect with the parents, sharing uh, the awareness part of it through to what it will actually lead to, sharing with examples and sharing the research reports. Yeah. Okay. And have you been able to connect with some of the schools with your concept? How is the progress on that? Yeah, I have started this three and a half four months back uh, with the students. So during that period of time, I connected with the schools. There are a couple of schools where we are very closely working, and probably in this summer they are conducting summer camps with us. So just to try this with the students, a small uh, a small module, the first module during the summer camp. Yes, but those schools are local in and around Delhi and CR only. Okay, and how do you intend to scale this concept, Sandeep? Scale this when I uh, when we talk about scaling this concept, I had uh, already done four batches of it, mm-hmm. and I've uh, got good results out of it. So the problem solution fit is proven. So now the next level is how I can take it to the scale, how I can make it a product market fit. So digital marketing is the way to go forward for that. One way is obviously through connecting to schools, as you rightly said, because that would give a lot of that would help in a lot of brand building. And the second aspect is that going digital through using social media platforms and sharing the relevant examples with the parents. The focus over here is to develop entrepreneurial mindset. And the third part is the advertisement part of it, how you actually connect with the audience. So all, if all these three things are aligned, we can easily scale it. And we have actually started scaling it. And we are doing it across India now since last month. Fantastic. And there is one thing which I would like to share. Mm-hmm. When I connect on entrepreneurship with, with students for the mm-hmm. same topic, there's a huge difference in the thought process. Mm-hmm. Students are so curious. They are so much into it. Initially, I had in my mind like how I can teach entrepreneurship. And then eventually I converted all the frameworks, everything into stories so that they are able to understand it better. Some fun tasks, quizzes, teamwork. So all those part of the approach. But when they see entrepreneurship, they are so excited, so curious. You won't believe my one hour session goes on for three hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I enjoy too much connecting with the students and it's all so satisfying. And it's like, I have, re- I'm doing what I wanted to do is the passion, which I'm living my life. So that's what I wanted to share. Yeah. I think initially you talked about walking the talk. I think you're, you're really doing that. And uh, Sandeep, so what next uh, in terms of writing, you you said you love writing. Do you also love reading? Obviously, there could be also some part of your day which you might be keeping for reading. So would you like to share some of your uh, liking about what kind of books you read? What your recommendation for our listeners and viewers? See, in terms of reading, truly speaking, I am not a good reader. Mm-hmm. This is the first book, Ikigai. Mm-hmm. This is the book which I have completed. 
and i did this 10 year back okay right and the second book which i read was our iceberg is melting mm-hmm. so these are two books i loved a lot and these are the two books which i have entirely completed okay reading it after these two books i started writing on my own mm-hmm. and after that i just quickly go through the book because there are a lot of repetitions in the book so mm-hmm. i just quickly go through the book understand its main concept what the author is trying to say i do not take more than two days i don't spend more than two days a book so eventually i go through 80 or 90% of the book understand what it wants to convey so okay. that's the whole concept and by the way also i like the book uh, who moved my cheese yeah that was a yeah. good classic book yeah and uh, what about your writing do you continue to write something every day or how is the process not every day i don't get uh, time to write as of now because i spend most of the time teaching students but yes after this book after i wrote art to start i had written one ebook mm-hmm. so it is about seven steps to entrepreneurship okay which i share with my students yeah okay so that's an ebook that's a small ebook okay it is uh, roughly on this similar template of your book book itself or it's slightly different it is concept? on these seven stages which i shared in this webinar only mm-hmm. so it is based on those specific starting from uh, out of the box thinking ideation and taking it to the execution stage so it is okay. more more focused towards entrepreneur mindset okay so i think we broadly covered about the topics we wanted to talk obviously sandeep this concept of entrepreneur entrepreneurial mindset is something which is important not just for young children but also for all the professionals who are currently working because at some point of time the traditional jobs will have their end life actually so of course i am not saying that all the jobs will be over but obviously the major part of uh, repetitive predictive jobs uh, will get over and will taken over by the automation and things like that i think we are seeing a large part of it happening already for example in banking sector a large part of it happening in the retail sector so traditional jobs will have their end life so it is important for everyone and, and i was just glancing through your book and i found one area very interesting where you talk about what is the value as a person you are able to give back as part of your solution i think that's that's the essence of this concept right. isn't right. it so what you love to do or what you are good at and what is the value the the world the needs, world needs. yeah i think conceptually if somebody is able to understand this at any stage irrespective of the age if somebody is able to combine these two of what you love to do and what you are good at along with what the world needs with respect to the value proposition if one is able to combine these two concepts then one can arrive at a entrepreneurial journey at any point of time irrespective of the age of right right just to give an example dr mishra if you have raised this topic in the book i had shared the example of uh, steve jobs that's mm-hmm. my sort of tribute to him so i try to recreate his ikigai 
Mm-hmm. What would be his inner calling? Like, what did he love? So he was a lover of art. So there were a lot of Japanese tea cups, flower vases in his house, all artifacts, beautiful artifacts. So he was a pure lover of fine craftsmanship. So I can say that. So what he was good at, he was good in technology. He is seen as a pioneer. He is seen as a titan of technology. And what the world needed in terms of his uh, organization, what the world needed was like a smartphone. And what the world was willing to pay for was connected, a beautiful smartphone. So when you club these four things together, when he created Apple, it was a result of fine craftsmanship, what he loved. It was a result of technology. It was a smart and a connected iPhone, right? So all these four components of Ikigai, the inner calling, was actually you can uh, was actually uh, in the Apple iPhone. So his iPhone, his product was his medium of expressing himself. So you can very closely correlate Ikigai with the iPhone. So that's what I wanted to share when you raised this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think all the Apple products, I think starting from their uh, desktop uh, exactly. uh, to then to the... So you can see iMac, iPad, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So they're I all think. like a fine craftsmanship sort of. Yeah, the, the obviously so all their products were cool. always ahead of time with respect to the design concept, technology, all that. So they were always ahead of the time and they predicted or forecasted the requirement of the customer. I think that is what a great organization is all about. That is what is a great entrepreneurship is all about. To be able to forecast something which is not there. In a way, I think as an entrepreneur, you are kind of somebody who is dreamer, who is thinking about some abstract concept at this point of time, which is going to be reality in few years time when your product is out, I think. Well, that's also a risk when you run into sometimes these abstract concepts might not be realistic products or services for future. But at least I think uh, you have that gift in you or the ability in you to really think about things which ordinary people cannot really think of. So I think, of course, with a training like the art to start one can bring that template in terms of at least thinking and that could be useful uh, template which which you may not bring out something which is absolutely abstract but i think you can bring in a lot of product improvement process improvements and so and so forth which is also equally important in your uh, professional life as you go along i think uh, so when you say about abstract idea so abstract thinking, so uh, people working on it may or may not be successful going forward in the future. So that's a risk the people are carrying and as an entrepreneur. So just to, just to have a quick mitigation of that risk, what you can do. So whatever idea we are working on has to solve a problem. That yeah. has to be the baseline. It shouldn't be like I'm creating something just out of my passion. It's okay. Okay for the people to have. So that, that won't sell in the market. That won't sell. 
it has to have it has to solve a problem that's the underlying statement absolutely second part the customer you need to have the demography psychography and the behavioral aspect of your customer who i would be selling to right so what is the pain of the customer that i am eliminating or what is the gain what is the fulfillment i am giving back to the customer so that has to be very clear third aspect is what is the objective that customer is trying to achieve out of this so these aspects are very clear so once you are clear on these stages at the ideation stage itself then it becomes very easy for you to forecast your product your idea into the future so that's how we do it we create something and then we forecast that into the future and create a vision and vision is something like in the future what would customer feel if they have that product it's like moving your product into the future and it's always a forward looking statement vision is always a forward looking statement with the customer at the center so these are some of the exercises which we do uh, to mitigate that risk of like you have a product you have an abstract thinking and when you move into the future that may or may not be relevant so how you can mitigate that so that's all part of our modules yeah you raised a very very relevant point yeah i think also to just to give a template to our young children who are listening or uh, or their parents listening to the conversation today the world is about 7.5 billion people okay and uh, by 2030 it is expected to become like 8.5 billion by 2050 maybe 9 billion people on this earth so if you have 9 billion people on this earth what you need you need to have food you need to have clothes you need to have house infrastructure you need to like take care of health because about 1.1.4 billion people will become 60 plus years by the end of 2030 you need infrastructure you need uh, entertainment you need thing, communication and the most important thing you yeah. need is is a livable climate yeah of course that is the underlining factor yeah. that <laughs> couple of my students are working on this to yes the temperature rise has to be kept at a level of 1.5 degree max across the world otherwise this world will become unlivable actually because of the temperature rise so these are the areas where the people of this earth will need some kind of solution exactly and, and if our young children who are listening to this or our uh, parents who are listening to this can guide their children in this direction or even the school if anybody from the school fraternity or the college education fraternities are watching this they must actually encourage young people to think in this direction as to exactly how to take care of these problems of the world if we are able to give a solution to these problems of the world i think we will have a sustainable career at the same time a very fulfilling life which is very important you can be engaged for next 30 40 years in your professional career in a very fulfilling manner where you are trying to actually solve the problem of uh, earth i think uh, that is what is exactly. required yeah and the so, points you mention are very relevant yeah now and in the future as well like climate change one of my student 
he's working on sdgs sustainable development goals of united nations Fantastic. and he has taken a project by himself he's in no way associated with united nations but based on the research un has done in sustainable development goals he has taken one of that goal and is working like in his local area how he can bring down the pollution by 25% in next 3 years so these type of projects students are taking so Fantastic. it gives you enormous hope like they are in for a game and they are in they are players they are not spectators yeah they are solving real life problems fantastic yeah sandeep i think your engagement with the students and your your book are a very timely i would say timely tool for the future for the brighter future of uh, india as well as for the world uh, i really wish that your uh, workshops go across india and across the globe as as we go along and you ignite this concept of entrepreneurial mindset for the young children across india as well as the world and in any way if india career center can support in that initiative we'd love to do that and whole concept of india career center is actually to reach out to young children and and aspiring young people to explore various career opportunities and 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 do something which they love to do and make the difference for their life and for this world right. so sandeep it was fantastic talking to you thank you so much thank for you investing much. it is a small initiative that i have taken although you have said it's a global one it's a small initiative and i look forward to the support of india career center and the parents to understand the importance of this essential skill in the coming future thank you very much for calling me for this talk thanks dr mishra thanks thank you sandeep thank you so much thank you hope you enjoyed this episode We sincerely wish you could take something from our conversation today and be able to apply it to your life in a positive way. We value your feedback. This can help us improve our future episodes. So share your thoughts to serve you better. If you want us to focus on a topic which you think is of importance, let us know. We will share our expertise in future episodes. So, see you soon with a new topic. and help you in your career journey